welcome to another episode of the OzDefi Community Podcast. My name is Shahira, founder of Finch and venture partner at Scalata Ventures. And joining me today is Hannah and Connor, co-founders of Web3 investment platform, Arbella. Welcome both. Thank you. Thank you for joining us uh, today from Perth. I grew up in Perth, so hopefully we can bring uh, the West Coast vibe to today's episode. Uh, I am curious, though, what is the Web3 community like um, in Perth, Hannah? Um, the Web3 community here is small, but I think the ideas coming out of, of uh, Perth are solid. I think as we're able to build with our without contamination from the east so yes it's a little bit more difficult to build community uh get your brands out there but yeah i think we're punching above our weight awesome well first of all congratulations to you both on uh building up bella i know i understand you're very very close to launch which is super exciting um and really keen to dig deeper into some of the well first of all how how bella works um who you've built it for and the vision for the platform but before we jump into that i'd love to kick off with a bit of an intro um from each of you individually on your web3 journeys respectively um where you came from what you were doing before i understand that both both of you worked in traditional finance and, and we're seeing a lot of that transition in the Web3 uh, DeFi space, which is amazing. So perhaps, uh, Connor, we can start off with, with your journey. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, exactly like you said, started out in traditional finance. Um, so I have the, the finance degree and was always really interested in the economic space as well, which is actually how we became friends and, and how I met Hannah. Um, so that was way back in like 2017. We both won scholarships to London. Um, we were working at economics think tanks over there. And so, yeah, it's a bit of a nerdy way of meeting. But when we came back, we remained friends and were always interested in that space and would catch up and talk about our careers. And the the last time we did that, we finally jumped out and, and created a startup. But yeah, before um, startup life, um, much like many other Perth people, uh, my career started in the mining industry uh, in Perth. Um, just digging stuff out of the ground is, is how everyone gets to start here. So I was in the finance department of a company called Roy Hill, um, focusing on contract negotiation. Awesome. And Hannah? Um, so my background is a bit more academic. So uh, I'm from economics background. And then I was doing my honours and research in uh, at UWA. And then I published my uh, my first study Um. Uh, it's actually published like years after I graduated. And then I realized like I had no social skills if I keep doing research. So I went out and got a job in uh, finance advisory. And I started off at uh, the wealth designers as an assistant. And I was helping the principal advisors with managing high net worth clients. So like top 2% of Australia. Then I found that um, the financial industry for for me anyway and there weren't a lot of innovations so like it wasn't moving as quick as I like it to be um, and it was also I found it as quite like closed mind and exclusive so I decided to quit and yeah just look for alternative then I found myself in um, the blockchain space in 2019 started off with like library coins which is like this decentralized version of like YouTube 
Um, and then got out of that and learned a lot and realized like, yeah, like this space is really cool, especially the people. And around that time, like Connor reached out to me and we decided to start to work on Bella together. How exciting. It's um I always love hearing co-founder stories because it, it, it often comes from the most unexpected friendships or relationships. And um it seems like both of you have quite complementary skill sets and a and a body of experience that lends itself really, really nicely to our Bella. So tell us what is what is our Bella and uh what's your vision for for the platform? Yeah, Connor. sure. So yeah, sure. Um, so essentially we're um, an investment collaboration platform and the idea really came from what we were seeing in the traditional finance industry, which was investment collaboration taking place, but it being quite exclusive, but exclusive in the sense of you had to have capital to participate and not skills. So a good example for uh, it might be like an angel syndicate how you need to be accredited typically, which means in Australia, um, millions of dollars in your bank account or uh, VC networks, like they rely on their relationships quite heavily and share deal flow reciprocally. But when we start like to talk about millennials and how millennial investment communities work, it's a completely different format. So they can be found typically on Reddit and Twitter. Um, the infamous Wall Street Bets, I think, is a good example of a millennium, um, uh, sorry, millennial uh, investment community. So they've got 13 million users, absolutely nailed engagement, community scalability. But I think most people would agree they are lacking in certain governance structures and tends to engage in overly risky behavior. So if you're a millennial, you've got these these two kinds of paths if you want to join an investment community. Um, one, you probably can't get into and two, you're probably going to lose money on. So we wanted to solve that problem first and foremost. We wanted to create a platform from the ground up um, that was actually designed not for general discussion like Reddit or Twitter, but for investment discussion. And so we realized pretty quickly a lot of what we're doing um, and a lot of what the platform needs to contain is very different to what these general discussion boards contain. And the second thing that we started to build out was the community and be a little selective, um, not based off of capital, but based off of can this user provide value to the entire community before we um, we engage with them? Um, and that has allowed us to have some incredibly interesting people um, engaging in, in the Arbella community. And we, I guess, eventually found that a lot of them tend towards Web3 naturally, um, being millennials and early stage companies as well. And that sort of led us to this really interesting question of, okay, um, what innovative things can we do around incentives modeling? Um, because the onboarding into like, you know, being able to implement Web3 into our community, there's going to be very little resistance. resistance. Um, so what can we do then to um, assist that and, and encourage um, users to work together and provide value and Web3 incentives is a huge way of doing that. And, and then another thing that we're looking really closely into in the Web3 space is syndication. And a little further down the track, we'd love to explore DAOs as a way of doing that. I love this combination of Web3 millennials and um, building on kind of, of what we understand to be just a massive gap in the financial education space for young Australians. Um, Hannah, I'd love to hear from you how you go about, first of all, why, why target uh, millennials? What, what were you seeing in the market um, that made you think, gosh, you know, this we could really benefit from an investment community from which to learn and, and share investment opportunities. Um, tell me more about that, that millennial behavior. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so we all know that there's a huge difference between like affordability for Gen X and Gen Y. So um, the old model, the old the financial system is uh, it's pretty much like old money and it's difficult for Gen Y to acquire wealth. Uh, sorry, millennials to to acquire wealth. So we want to be able to to cater for that and open opportunities for them, um, especially in this market where there's like high inflation and everything is costly. And it's not like it's it's not as easy to afford a house um, versus like back then. And naturally, like we we're both millennials as well. And we understand that the mindset from millennials in terms of like investing, they they more open to collaborative models. Um, instead of just compete and I am the best and I want to show everyone that I'm the best, they're more open to um, collaborate with others, getting ideas from others. And and this is all started like 10 years ago with AngelList, where you see like collaborative community, collaborative investing communities really pushing through. Um, and yeah, that's that's why um, we want to work on that because uh, we think that's the future of of investing. We really think that investing communities will make a difference and um, really innovate that wealth management space. I think you're spot on there, and I think there's um, lots of emerging examples of young investors, whether it's in the traditional VC realm, where you've got a lot of young VCs now, um, you know, heading up these syndicates and and angel groups, uh, and really looking to democratize investing for people, which I think is is fantastic. Absolutely. I'd love to hear more about the uh, crowdsourcing investment research due diligence piece because anyone who is an investor um, uh, and or have is currently evaluating different projects and, and different investment opportunities um, all know the burden it can be to be gathering the right information and, and understanding kind of the risks of, of making that investment. Um, Connor, can you talk me through what, what does that look like? Um, you mentioned sort of incentives um, for different kind of community members. Uh, help, help paint a picture of what that investment research looks like. Yeah, sure. And um, a lot of our ideas from this actually came from these initial customer feedback discussions that we had that just sort of snowballed into this implementation. So one of them, for example, was um, meetings with uh, people whose job it was to scout um, VC deals for VCs and um, sort of like junior analysts at these companies as well, who typically would say something along the lines of when they were going on... Um, like sort of platforms like AngelList, which sort of facilitate relationships between investors and founders. So if you've ever gone on one of these um, kinds of, of platforms, what it is, is like the founders all just pay a bit of money and then they get to pitch their project to investors. The problem is um, when you've got thousands of founders all doing that um, and founders will typically uh, embellish a little bit <laughs> and they will try to make themselves rationally look as good as possible. So it's the investor's job at that point to sift through everything and perform an immense amount of due diligence. And, and the feedback we were getting was like up to five hours a day sometimes in due diligence is just spent verifying what these founders are saying. And so a big part of what we wanted to do with our Bella was to, instead of facilitate the relationships between investors and founders, it became a question of 
can we facilitate relationships between investors and other investors? Because if it's peer reviewed, um, the, the, I guess, concept is that it cuts down time on due diligence. You already have some sort of assurance that what you're looking at is going to be a strong sort of deal. Um, and then we came across a study that said, uh, it was by Facebook IQ, that um, 70%, sorry, 92% of millennials distrust financial institutions, a further 70% prefer to do their own financial research and rely on peers. And so we've got these two things happening at the same time, right? We've got this kind of old model of founders to, to investors, which is creating a lot of work for investors. And we've got now a tendency for younger investors to start to rely more on their peers um, and so it just was an obvious solution to us. Can we try to facilitate those relationships between investors? And so that's really what we're all about. And then um, the incentives to to kind of design that, um, firstly, it's going to depend a lot on how um, the community start to interact with each other on the platform, which is going to be ready in about um, six to seven weeks, we think. Um, and there are a few ideas we have already on that. Um, a, a piece of feedback we got from an angel investor, for example, was that they really wanted to invest. They came from a, a finance background and they really wanted to invest in this um, medtech startup that came out of Perth, um, but they didn't understand the medical industry as well as they wanted to. So they thought, well, wouldn't it be really cool, um, for example, if you could put like an Ethereum bounty um, on this uh, deal that you would propose to the community of like, you know, 0.1 ETH or something like that. And someone in the community with a medical background could come along and give their opinion on that, or write down like, you know, a couple of pages of analysis and earn that bounty. So just, um, just kind of small things like that, where we could start to facilitate um, mutually beneficial relationships um, is, is super interesting to us. That's great. I love that concept. How do you manage the like quality controls? So how, how do you manage the the people that are contributing that they have the you know adequate backgrounds to be giving that uh, professional opinion? Yeah, so great question. The first part of that is um, selectivity on who can actually enter the community. Um, and, and I think as Hannah said, like, we're not, you know, looking for just the, the managers of JP Morgan or something like that to enter. We're really just trying to filter out that, um, that sort of risk-taking, um, behavior and, and lack of risk management from entering the community. But then once I think the community have a general sense that everyone in there is, is, um, going to offer something that's at least moderately valuable, then it's heavily up to each other to peer review the person who's making the opinions. So for example, once someone signs up, we ask them to make publicly available um, the experience they've had with finance or the investing industry, any sort of niche area expertise they might have. Um, and we verify that so that our community can be sure that they're telling the truth. And we do due diligence on all of our members um, in that sense. And then um, the idea basically is that you don't just have to rely on what someone's comment or analysis is when they're talking about a deal. You can go and look into that person and say, does this person actually know what they're talking about? And you can start to validate their opinion on the platform. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. Hannah, um, I understand the development of the platform is, is phased based on, um, I guess, the first phase being really focused on building the community um, and the second phase bringing in the investment opportunities once you understand and validate um, what the community is it values. Um, can you give 
us maybe a, an indication of the types of projects um, or investment deals that you would like to be listing on the platform? Um, and then I guess the, the type of expertise that you'll be bringing in or in your community that you expect to contribute to that research? Since we're using Web3 tech, so naturally our community started off with a lot of Web3 projects, uh, but we want to be able to expand out and hitting early stage projects non-Web3 early stage projects, like we so cool that we have like Biomed or, you know, other other type of tech or yeah, just anything else really, because the group of investors that we have in our community right now, a lot of them are non-Web3 as well, looking for great opportunities. And it's not just exclusive to just a deal flow in terms of like, can I invest in that at an early stage? It could be like due diligence on already established projects. So for example, there could be a, a topic on like say crypto.com and, um, this is like how I would use it is like I um, I want somebody to like go in and do a bit of like due diligence on crypto.com for me and get paid. Um, so, yeah, in terms of projects, we're looking at uh, pretty much anything that could benefit from from collaborative model um, and and being like uh, could benefit from like community research. But naturally, what our communities are at the moment is Web3 early projects and non-Web3 early, non early projects as well. Amazing. And Amazing. do you find that um, you have a sort of particular lean towards a, a sector, obviously being finance, are you sort of, do you find yourselves gravitating more towards uh, DeFi and, and finance uh, opportunities or, or across the board? Um, as in like myself or it's in like Abella? Either for, for yourself, I mean, and, and also the, the types of projects that you, you'd like to kind of bring bring onto the platform. Okay. Um, so for me, because I invest in things that I know, which is uh, for me, it's like I want to expand outside of that. So this is how I envision like Abella to be. It's like for investors to like go out of their comfort zone and be able to invest in things that they don't particularly like, not their expertise, um, but with the platform, they could get like market expertise on those projects to invest. So for me, I naturally um, tend towards DeFi, um, DeFi projects like SaaS. Um, yeah, those are like my strong area, but I would love to invest more in like AI or um, even bio meds or um things that like help children for example like those are things that I'm passionate about mm -hmm. I think that's such an um uh, amazing kind of uh access providing uh both on the education side but access to actual investment opportunities and even just the experience of understanding how to go about evaluating an opportunity um even if they're path may not lead them down kind of the proper accredited investor um, role. Certainly in Web3, there'll be more and more um, projects and, and, you know, things that people will want to find ways to participate in. And so helping, teaching them how to de-risk that, I think, is, is really important. Mm -hmm. um, on a final note, and I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on community building. Um, obviously, Odds DeFi being a community where we're all about, you know, supporting each other and collaborating. Um, 
How do you go about, uh, Connor, in building the community at Arbella? Um, I believe you, you're up to sort of 300 members so far pre-launch, which is which is an incredible number. Um, tell us more about your efforts there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's taken a very um, sort of direct approach, I think, at the start, which is um, we we had a little experiment a while ago where we just put up some um, some ads on Reddit, kind of talked about what we do and just saw if we got any interest. And we did, we got interest, but it wasn't the right kind of interest. <laughs> and so we, we took those ads down pretty quickly and we thought about it and it really quickly became this understanding of, okay, let's for the first few hundred people, let's find really interesting people and like directly reach out to them. And that has been like really, really successful for us. Um, like the first few hundred, um, we really got to know, like we got on phone calls with them and yeah, it just got really exciting because they were all such interesting people. Um, but the scalability of that, right, becomes a bit of an issue. So now what we're hoping to do after launch is um, a, a model that uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Clubhouse, but like Clubhouse, this like audio sharing um, platform used which is that you use current members to um, allow them to refer their friends. So the Arbella model is um, you're allowed to refer up to six friends. And this is sort of our way um, in the near future of expanding that community outwards, managing the risk profile of the community, maintaining the culture, and a little air of exclusivity we think is, is a good thing as well. So um, yeah, that's pretty much the strategy at the moment. Yeah, brilliant. And I would love to add a little bit to that as well, because I'm I'm basically like acting as the community manager at the moment is that I think with with the core of communities that like you have to give a shit about them. So care, a lot of care goes into our community members, like understanding what they want, um, how it, how we can help them connect to other members and like just, yeah, just like genuine interest in like helping and also like adding to their life as well, I think is the. I suppose, the magic source to building a community. Yeah, absolutely. And so final question, what, uh, for, for both of you, what does community mean to you? Hannah, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, community means to me is, is, is cheesy, but is, it is belonging. It is somewhere that I feel like safe to express myself and also um, I, that I could be adding value to other people as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's like um that that like next stage across like people used to think of products and, and an audience for that product. And yeah, if it's an audience, it really is just about like, we're going to make something, go ahead and use it. But like now this sense of community, um, it's so much more back and forth. Like um, there are members of our community that have had like really genuine um input into what this project looks like and I can point to like a number of features that didn't come from Hannah or myself that came from people that we've been on phone calls with and I think it's just a much more effective way of being able to design something and and it's probably um or I hope anyway going to be the way the products and, and um businesses are thought about in the future Absolutely. And I think it's such an important anchor in uh, reminding ourselves that what we're building and our mission is, is actually far bigger than, than we are. So 
Yeah. Beautiful answers. Thank you both so much for your time today. Unfortunately, we've, we've run out of time, um, but I really appreciate um, you taking the, the time to chat today. Uh, love what you're building at Arbella. Your pre-launch launch is sort of six to eight weeks away. So for those of you who are interested in learning more and or um, wanting to sign up to join the community, head to arbella.io um, and, of course, reach out to Hannah and Connor if you've got any further questions. Thank you both. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And for everyone listening at home, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.